get up by it. I told her she gotta come try it. They wondering what I've been doing. I told them I'm keeping it quiet. I pull up, you know I be moving. Whipping the four and I'm cruising. The money I'm speaking is fluent. All of my business booming. Stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing. I love it. Everyone know that I'm running. Yeah. I've watched all the episodes. I feel like I should know how the intro goes, but there really isn't an there intro. Really isn't one. You just kind of talk. I guess that'll serve as the intro. All right. How did you get here today, Jalen? How did I get here? Well, I live here. And you haven't left the house all day, I don't think. I haven't left the house all day. Woke up, streamed, watched Call of Duty, did a little bit of homework, not really. And I might stream again tonight. You're streaming right now. I'm streaming right now as well. So that's the reality. The first live episode first of this podcast. First live episode of the podcast. Hopefully it turns out well. I think so. I think the people will have to yell at us and let us know in the chat. Mm-hmm. Let us know. And if you don't catch this live, you can go on Jalen's Twitch channel and there will be a VOD, VOD, video on demand, as I have learned recently. That's what that means, apparently. Mm-hmm. You can watch the VOD afterwards, link it out. It'll be there forever. So. I thought they get deleted. I can highlight it. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can highlight it. Highlight forever. So when you have a million followers, everybody will see this podcast. <laughs> I'll go back to August 30th, 2020, and look at the podcast. You know the date off the top of your head. I'm proud of you. I looked at the PC. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that I off the top the of my head. I looked at the PC. Speaking of the PC, let's talk about that. All right, bro. PC. So something I really want to get into, and you have been into for... When did you build your first one? I built my first one in August of 2018, so it was just like just over two years ago. And how long did you research before building the first one? I pretty much researched all summer. So summer of uh, 2018, it was right after my senior year, and I think the... The expansion of Fortnite really was the catalyst for that. Because um, that was the main reason I wanted to play Fortnite on PC and learn on mouse and keyboard. Because I actually tried mouse and keyboard on uh, PlayStation. Okay. But. You can do that? There's input lag like crazy. You, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't realize it was a thing until I switched to PC. Yeah. But if you play mouse and keyboard on PlayStation or Xbox, it's super like. It's not optimize at all yeah like yeah. at all like it's not in real time at all so um did a lot of research with justin and we both kind of just watched videos about it just and it was just like really interesting for us so like walk me through like start to finish how much did you know beforehand going in where did you start doing research at who did you watch who did you read so we watched going into it i'd probably say I didn't even know all the components that went into a like a PC build, which I guess isn't abnormal, but just from watching streamers, I would look at their setups and see what they yeah. had, and that was kind of how I would um, learn about the parts that they had and stuff, and there's basically, I think there's eight or nine essential parts, so it's the case, the CPU, the GPU, the RAM, the motherboard, your storage, your cooler for your CPU, and your power supply. Yeah, I'm lost already. Yeah. I think I named everything, but if I didn't, it's whatever. But, so there's those parts, and how I started really just getting into it, I guess, was people like uh, TechSource. Okay. So, the guy we saw that I showed you the other day that does the, um, he does like the setup wars. Oh, the comparison. Yeah, yeah with yeah, the comparisons yeah. of all the people's setups. Started watching his videos because they were very 
easy for beginners to understand because there's a lot of tech tubers who are very advanced and they're more interesting to watch once you actually get into the community but before then it's kind of hard to get they're, into they're speaking a whole different language yeah yeah. yeah 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 so and people like Linus tech tips too he's a good one he's he's pretty big i feel like he does a lot of random stuff that it's mm -hmm. not really mm -hmm. it's just super friendly it's just, it's just the whole yeah the whole uh spectrum of tech but we would just Whenever we weren't working, we would be sitting in my room watching, watching PC videos, whether it was builds or... Uh, so that's how we actually learned how to build, was just watching build videos over yeah. and over and over again. And then we would get inspiration for certain parts, like the right, like good budgeting. That's why I feel like I, somebody... Because I've had a lot of people come to me about building PCs recently, and I feel like I can budget pretty well with, uh, I mean, a budget that they give me with parts. So yeah. it all comes from that. So, me and Justin both thought we were going to build PCs in, like, around that time in August 2018. And I'm actually the only one who built one, as you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And um, got all my parts on Amazon, and it was kind of spontaneous. Like, I got to school, and I really wanted to start playing Fortnite competitively. So, got all the parts on Amazon, and shipped them to Justin's apartment, because we knew he would have more space to build in. So... We built it, and the parts didn't ship all on the same day, so we actually got some of the parts one night, and then got more parts, I think a day or two later. So we built the case, and then the motherboard, or something into it, I don't really know the specifics, but something like that. And, um, I mean, we built the PC together. It was kinda, it wasn't, it wasn't super daunting, but we needed, like, guides. Um, I remember using the user's manual, and I'm not sure if I really, I think we watched a few YouTube videos about it while we were building it. Um, and we didn't really run into many issues. We booted it the first time. And, and blue screen. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. <laughs> actually you did? No, it no. just, the, we didn't have a picture. I think we didn't have a picture. I don't remember if it was a blue screen or not, but um, I actually got to plug in one of the four pins into the motherboard. So it was like. It was two four pins that go on top of each other. And okay. I didn't. I completely didn't plug one in, because that was one of my jobs. Because like I said, we split the work up. So, um, yeah. But besides that, I mean, it went well. Built it, powered it on, and once it worked, we just brought it back to my room. And my roommate at the time, he was actually big into PC gaming, so we walked back into the room, and he's in there playing uh, League of Legends, I think. Okay. And we just walk in with a PC and like, hey, Jacob, I got a PC, so. That was funny. Um, he played on his laptop, so I've actually seen a lot of people playing on gaming laptops. But I knew that if I was going to jump into it, I wanted to jump in like full force. Yeah, and the upgradeability of a laptop is just not yeah, the same. It's, it's, it's not really there. And thermals are a big problem with laptops because yeah. they can have a lot of power, but they throttle themselves when right. they get hot. So that's um, and they sound like a jet engine. Yeah, yeah. They have like this mean coil whine, and it's like super tinny and high pitched. Do they make water cooled laptops? That's a good question. <laughs> that's we, a, that's out of my to, realm. We need to make one now. <laughs> that's out of my realm. I wonder what it would like look like though. What is like? So I've watched a few videos at this point. I think it's on the motherboard. There's like a weird thing in the middle. They open it up and they stick the chip inside of it. What is that? What are they doing there? So um, this the CPU. Is it the CPU that I'm thinking about? Um, I'm not sure. 
So certain motherboards will have oh, a, so like an Intel i6 in it or whatever. Okay, so certain motherboards will have a plastic cover over the CPU. I guess the plate that it sits in, like the pins, like fall into these little holes. Okay. And um, there's like a an arm that comes down to lock it into place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they bring the arm down and it pops the little screen off, and they like you can just discard it. But I'm not sure if that's what you're talking about. The only yeah, other so. thing, I'm sure it is, because the only other thing that's really on the motherboard that would do that would be the heat the heat sink. Nah. Which. But like, why didn't that already come pre-installed on the motherboard? What? Whatever that like. So I've seen the guy. He put like it was like an Intel i6, I think, is what they're called. I don't know what that is mm-hmm. actually, honestly. Yeah, it's just um, it's just a line of Intel. But CPUs. he he opened that up and put that in that slot. Yeah. Why would that not come pre-installed in whatever component that is? Um. So your CPU and your motherboard will ship separately. Oh, are those two different components I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure. I I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I wonder why it's there and. I know, like, since I've been building AMD systems, I've seen none of the motherboards that I've used have had that little plastic case on top of the CPU yeah. bay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people build Intel builds, so that's why that's there. But You say you swear by AMD systems, but you also swear by NVIDIA graphics cards. Why yeah. is there a discrepancy there? So, because NVIDIA has mastered the art of the processor. So, they are the first one to come up with a 7 nanometer process which I can't even fully explain, but it's more efficient. It's smaller, uh, smaller nodes than uh, the ones that Intel has. I'm pretty sure Intel's still on 10 nanometer. But um, yeah, so their graphics card or their their CPUs are cheaper, um, more efficient, like I said, and they're better for multitasking. Okay. But the advantage that Intel still has is gaming performance. So if you see two builds that are identical in every component except for the CPUs, if you put in a comparable AMD CPU with an Intel, Intel's going to get better frames in video games, but the AMD is going to perform better for any of your multitasks, for streaming and coding, for video editing and like softwares like uh, Adobe, like the whole Creative Cloud, so um, stuff like that. So most people will lean towards AMD for, like, I guess, builds that are all-encompassing uh-huh. but if they just building a gaming system with a separate build for like let's say streaming or something then they'll probably go with intel for a strictly streaming platform i was asking about like nvidia cards but the graphics cards so <laughs> i mean it wasn't like i was a diehard amd guy it was just that like i liked amd over intel not that i was like diehard amd because yeah. nvidia and intel like aren't like the same so NVIDIA makes, I guess, the more reliable graphics cards. They're more expensive. I think they're more gaming-focused from the yeah. research that I've done mm-hmm. compared to other cards out there. So they have a really good streaming encoder. So if you plan on streaming, I mean, NVIDIA is definitely the way to go. But besides that, I mean, they have the GeForce experience for, like, driver's updates, okay. which is a really good software for getting your drivers and stuff like that. And AMD, I guess, hasn't quite mastered the... The graphics card yet because they'll have driver issues and bugs when they drop graphics cards that takes them a while to fix which kind of scare people away because it can cause your games to crash in the middle of games right. and it's, it's just stuff that's like wow i pay hundreds of dollars for a graphics card like i and it like takes away from the experience it should be plug and play for mm-hmm. the most part yeah. yeah so i think that like amd is has a great like i guess future in sight so 
I really think like they're supposed to be dropping a new line of graphics cards in like this fall, this winter, just like Nvidia is. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to be doing a lot of good things, but I guess time will just have to tell. So, um, but yeah, that's that. I mean, I don't really, as far as my new PC, I know that I wanted to upgrade it for streaming. Right. So that's why I actually built a new one. It's not like actually new, but I like I got rid of a couple parts. I gave some to Justin, built a PC for my mom, gave some of my old parts to her for my new PC so that I could stream on it. Cause my old P my old PC really wasn't. Well, hers is just like productivity. That yeah. Kind of stuff. She yeah, does. Yeah. She doesn't really need. Mm -mm. Yeah. She doesn't even have a graphics card in it. Okay. So the way that works, I didn't know that could even work. Yeah. 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 The way that works is you have to have something called an APU. Okay. Which I believe stands for accelerated processing unit instead of uh, central. Right. So it's, it's still a CPU, but it basically can compute graphics as well as um, do all the like central processing. So you don't need a graphics card, and I mean, in, uh, AMD and Intel both make, um, they both make APUs that like fit that criteria, and a lot of laptops have those. Like they won't have a dedicated graphics card, mm. and even like some APUs can even run games like, like semi well. So it's kind of crazy that like in such a small chip, a huge graphics card, and yeah. it's like it can like sort of run games like it sometimes, but. Cause like a yeah. graphics card's like I don't know like the size of a forearm almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, talking like a chip that's a little like chip. the size of like the palm of your hand, kind of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's gonna have a graphics card, but yeah, hopefully we can build you a PC soon. So, in the next couple months. Mm -hmm. For productivity and racing and VR, whatever, and just it, like anything, like it's that's my favorite part about it is the fact that you can really just do whatever. It's an open, it's a full sandbox. Yeah, it's not like, you know, consoles are for gaming and they're great for it, but, I mean, they're just if gaming If you just machines. want to plug and play, it's unbeatable, but yeah, if you want to go beyond that, you have to. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was a great time to either stay with a console to make the Switch, and, I, you know, I might end up getting a console down the, down the line, but I was like, hmm, but I'd rather have a PS5. There's really or, no reason to, though, once you have a full dedicated PC. There's really not. And the way that these companies are bringing crossplay yeah. to their games, like I Like, now's the perfect time, I feel. Mm -hmm. It really is. What about, like, NVIDIA likes to tout, they have, like, ray tracing. Do any other cards do that? Yeah, so the whole 2000 series line that uh, came out in 2018, and they released some in 2019 as well, those cards um, do ray tracing, but a lot of them aren't really made for it so they kind of advertise a feature that's not really great on some of the lower end cards like the, nvidia's lower end cards yeah like the 2060 maybe the 2070 and then like the super card just came out a year later they're just successors so like the 2060 super like i have and the um 2070 super is actually pretty good at it but the 2080 cards which are like the high-end consumer cards those i mean they do ray tracing well but and a lot of a lot of games don't even really support fully support ray tracing right. yet just because it's like it's kind of new so intensive i'm sure but i think in the next year or two most games if not all games will be supporting ray tracing and it's not a super necessary feature but it makes the games look a lot better that's essentially like the graphics engine is simulating the actual rays of light yeah and yeah, yeah like yeah. forming real shadows mm -hmm. and real reflections mm -hmm. and such it's like that it's very complex physics that takes a lot of processing power which I'm is sure. which is why you have to have a, mm -hmm. you, you know, have to have a high-end card yeah <laughs> yeah it takes a lot and apparently the new consoles are both going to support it really well, so we'll see. we'll see how that goes. They're looking really good, but they're also like, what, $600, 650 bucks. Well, they haven't revealed a price yet, That's and they're, they're, supposed to, they're supposed to, the, I mean, the consoles are dropping in less than three months. 
And they haven't even done a, like a full-on reveal they yet. They don't have, they? have a price. Well, they did the PS4 reveal, didn't they? They did the the PS5 and they, or they PS, yeah, yeah yeah the wow. Xbox. That's how out of touch I am with consoles <laughs> right now. The Xbox revealed before before then too. The Xbox revealed before PS5 did. So I mean, they're both fully revealed. PS5 gave an in-depth 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 look at their controller. So, um, I mean, we kind of know a lot about the consoles already. There's a few games that have been shown on them already, but there's no price. Is PS5 controller? I heard it was rumored. Maybe I don't know if it was true. They're gonna like monitor your heartbeat through the palm in the controller, or was that a rumor that it was false? Uh, I, the only they have one like crutch feature that they're um that they're really I guess like driving home, and it's that they have like it's called DualSense is a new controller name, and it has haptic feedback. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. So like, and apparently it's very it's very um like complex and it's adaptive to different games. So it's not just like little vibrations in your controller but apparently it's like really but it's really be, cool like really complex like it's gonna vibrate mm-hmm. specific spots to your hands mm-hmm. or what i don't know i don't know how a game is really gonna apply that though because yeah. i feel like i honestly don't think i'm gonna care too much about it but i mean we'll see I mean, just because i play i mean i you know you know i play games like cod with a controller now so obviously I'm, i have considered and entertained the fact that i might get a ps5 controller at some yeah. point so i've thought i mean i've been looking into it a little bit but will the, I mean, I'm sure it's a PC, they can do whatever they want, but will you think PC games will have support for that kind of features? Those kind of features, if they have a controller like that? That's a good question. Because at that point, it's useless if the games don't support it. That's actually a good question. Well, I mean, the easy answer would be that I think that any game that's uh, developed on PlayStation, that's also developed on PC, yeah, will support that. But, um, I mean, if you have, you know, you have, like, some small games that are only produced on PC and that only go on Steam, things like that, I mean, I think there's no, there's, there's no, no way. To. Yeah, there's no way. And I don't know if they'd have access to Sony's whole development, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that, that works. But, yeah, neither do I. <laughs> but, whatever. However that works. Anyways. Um, you good on PCs? I'm good on PCs. I'm not, because I need more. I need one, but, <laughs> hey. Yeah, I mean, it's like a constant, never-ending cycle of... Man, like this would be a nice part, like, like sort of like upgrades. I mean, you know, there's some people who have all the top of the line stuff. Where I'm sure they don't think that way, but most consumers are always like, I don't know, they're always hungry for a little bit more or something else on their PC. So we'll close the PC topic with this: unlimited money. What does your build look like? What does my build look like? Not only the PC build, but what does like your entire setup look like? Oh my goodness! Unlimited so, money. It would be the most intricate minimalist setup like it would have like all the bells and whistles but it'd be super simple at the same time so i would have i mean i would have uh i mean i really like the desk i have now but it would be like that but it would have maybe uh it would be an l desk and it would be adjustable like the ones that slide up and down yeah yes you can stand or just you know just uh if it just has like the little controller like it's like a sort of like a yeah yeah it's like a suspension so um I can't even think of the word I'm trying to think of, but um, it would have that, and then I mean the specs. It would be just all the the top of the line specs, I guess. But if I had to say them, it would be the top of the line AMD CPU, which is the 3950X, I think, or the Threadripper. I can't. I don't, really don't know which one it is, but one of those from AMD, the 2080 Ti. Even though the RTX 3090 is supposed to come out in like three days, like. NVIDIA is having an event on September 1st, so that's two days from now, right? Yeah, because August is 31st. 
Right. You, yeah. knew the, you knew the date off the top of your August, head. August is 31 days. So. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So um, I would have that. I'd probably just have 32 gigabytes of RAM. I don't see why I'd have any more than that. Because there's no, no reason. I mean, like, 16 is enough. I have 16 now. And I'm sure, I mean, I could use a little more. So, like, because there's times I'll hit 80% usage um, and stuff like that. So um, I have a nice case. Get some RGB. I already have some good RGB in my case. So I don't know. Would it be air cooled? It would definitely be air cool. Well, wow, it would. What a hater. See, I would have an AIO liquid cooler. It would just be. It would be minimalist. You know, it, yeah. it looks clean. But I wouldn't have be, an air cooler like I have now. Yeah. It would be. It would have the tubes and the and the cooling and, just be and cool all that. The CPU and the GPU. Yeah. Nothing else because yeah. that's yeah. overkill at yeah, that point. Yeah, nothing too much. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I would have three monitors, but I don't think I'd have them side by side. I think I would have two side by side, and, and I might have one, on one top, like a pyramid, one above me. Mm-hmm. I've always thought of an ultra wide at the bottom, it kind of makes up for having two monitors. Then yeah. you have a bezel. I've always thought about getting ultra wide, not for gaming though, just because I guess I play too competitively. But I feel like these are kind of cool monitors. Just get one for both. I mean, you have unlimited money. Just have two setups. That's true. Just swivel monitors back and forth. And I have to, I have to focus on streaming since that's like kind of like a thing I'm doing now. So I mean, I would probably, I, I don't know. I mean, I still might, I still might use a webcam because they have really good like 4K 60 webcams. And you know, simple plug and play USB. I don't know if I'd go the whole DSLR tripod behind your monitor route. Like, it adds a little like bokeh, like you know, background blur yeah. to your webcam, but, but it's nothing too necessary. Like, in a top of the line DSLR versus a top of the line webcam is like yeah. an order of magnitude more expensive. Yeah, yeah, especially for the purpose. Like, it just can be sitting there. You're like, you're not filming music videos. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just sitting still playing games. So, hey, well, we can we can film music videos. We could. Just disconnect it real quick from the tripod real quick, but... We could do some dope edits of powerlifting meets. Bro. Yes. That would be, bro. That's like watching Duhan. Yeah. Which is Russ Wool, if anybody's not familiar, which, I mean, that's a whole other can of worms, but his editor, may, like, makes powerlifting. The sport looks so, like, interesting, and I'd love to be able to do that for myself, but, I mean, he does it pretty much hey. full... He does it kind of full time. Russ, you're going to be on the show one day. One day. Right there. Actually, <laughs> I'll definitely have a different mic by then, but you'll be on the show. I'll bring Jalen. Yeah, claim it so that when this, when this is in the VOD two years from yeah. now, <laughs> and it's saved and highlighted, we have that clip for when he actually is on the show. But. Bet. Russ has really inspired you, I think. That's fair to say. Mm-hmm. You have your first competition coming up soon. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about that? So I have my first powerlifting competition, November 7th. Um, it wasn't something that I really – I mean, I wanted to compete for a while. And my school had a mock meet, mm. NC State. Daddy COVID smacked yeah, you in the face. Yeah, and COVID said, yeah, yeah, what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't happen in April. And then we um, got sent home, and training wasn't ideal, but... Refer to Jalen's previous podcast for more context there. Yeah, but despite the circumstance, I was able to train at least... And I mean, now I'm stronger than I was before the pandemic started. And I kind of signed up for this competition as soon as I heard about it. I didn't know even know what was happening until a friend of mine who has also never competed signed up for it. And um, I mean, I did it the same day and now it's happening and I'm getting ready to start prepping and I'm 10 weeks out. So is this a uh, USAPL meet or is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. USAPL. So. It's the biggest federation, so I'm stepping my foot into it. I mean, this is this is where I wanted to compete anyway. Yeah. It's um, 
I don't know, has all the glitz and glamour, you know, USAPL, and that's just just my thing. Career's over. Well, you know, they only really drug test their the top of the line athletes. You know, if I if I went, are you suggesting you're going to get away with doing steroids now? (laughs) Is that what you're suggesting? (laughs) Basically, like, if you set like a record, like. They're going to test you. Mm, this meet's going to have national reps there, so American records are, like, allowed to be set at this meet. So, if, like, if you were a nobody like me, like, let's say I never competed before and I set an American record, I'm going to get drug tested. Yeah. But, I mean, ordinary people, they're really not going to spend that much time and, like, resources into yeah. drug testing. Because, like, what's the point? Like, obviously, like, there's integrity, but you, there's a point where it's, like, not practical, where it's like, okay, we can't drug test everybody because that's just a waste. And... If they're on gear, and they're not winning, they're not, they're not really affecting anybody's prizes, yeah. you know? Not affecting anybody's, like, money, so it's no big deal. So, I'm not going to get drug tested. <laughs> um, hey, two years. That's, that's when you know you've made it, when they but, show up to your apartment and drug mm-hmm, test you. Mm-hmm. They send in the mail, be like, this has to be mailed back in two days. You don't, I, you, don't have time to, you don't have time to mess around. I can't wait for you to be streaming, and you just get a knock on the door. Mm-hmm. USAPL people coming in and drug testing you. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's bro. the dream. That's the dream. I can't, I can't wait to lie. get drug tested at some point in my life. I'm sitting. up bro. I wake up. I go to the gym. I stream full time, and I'm. And you edit videos, I'm post edit them. Videos, post them. I'm fully. That gives me time to fully uh, focus on my like nutrition, and like really. If I'm home all day, I mean, it's gonna be really hard to cheat on a good diet, you know. Yeah. That's the dream. That's the dream. Cod world champ. Cod powerlifting bro. world champ. <laughs> all at the same time. All at the same time. I don't know if that's possible, but you could do it. Hey, bro. Maybe. Maybe we'll look back at this in two and three years and laugh that we were even laughing right now. So the short. You gave yourself a short stick. We'll see. We'll see. What kind but, of numbers are you hoping for? What are the targets? So obviously I, the target's nine for nine. Yeah, the target is nine for nine. Especially at my first meet, I don't want to be too nervous or too amped up and do something that's stupid but um i also have to be realistic but i'm not sure exactly what kind of numbers are realistic yet just not having been competed before i'm about to I'm about to start peaking obviously and, uh, and that's, this like, program. that's when you like amp your nervous system up to perform at its max perform at its max yeah and i'm i'm training at a heavier weight than i'm going to compete at right that's going to draw my numbers back a little bit the fact that Whenever you max a lift, usually, um, either like RP and nine or ten, you're doing that lift only. Right. Whereas on a meet day, you have to do three sub maximal to maximal lifts yeah. three times. By the time you're deadlifting, so the time you're, you're like, mm, deadlifting is like you know a lot of people like they're you know they're a lot of people's strongest lift. Like you see a lot of lifters who their deadlift is miles ahead of their other lifts. It's just it it happens a lot. So, but by the time you get to deadlift. You might be drained, which is why powerlifting is so strategic, especially if you're trying to beat somebody specifically at the meet, not just make your highest numbers or something. So, but if I had to guess, I mean, like, what are you thinking at this point? You're going to open with on just start squat openers on squat. That's the thing because here's this is this is what I mean because a week ago. My highest squat max ever was 415, and I did that in February. Yeah. And if you would have asked me what my opener would be on squat, I probably would have been like, you know, maybe like 390. Yeah. I went to the gym the other day and hit a 40-pound PR at 455 on squat. 
at like a and, and at like it, a nine too, honestly, a like RP nine. Nine to nine and a half. It definitely wasn't ten. So, I mean, a week later, I'm giving you a totally different answer. Well, and then peaked, you're gonna get. Yeah, I probably say you can throw 10, 20 pounds under that. Yeah, max. yeah, and that's assuming that my max doesn't go up on its own. Right. Obviously, nine weeks isn't a lot of time to get like really stronger, but I don't know. So, I mean, if I had to guess now, I've heard a lot of, of I guess, notable people in powerlifting say that, especially for your first meet, it's really hard to gauge your nerves and how you think you're going to perform. So it's smart to do something you can do three times. Yeah, open at like an RP 8.5. For your first lift. So, I mean, right now, I'd probably say I'd be doing something like 400. Okay. Probably like 400. Yeah. That, and that's my that's my guess now on August thirtieth. And you've never 30th. lifted on calibrated plates either. That's never lifted, never lifted on calibrated plates. So, um, I mean, yeah, last week I had a four by two at three eighty five, and all the reps flew. And I honestly should have known then that I was like, okay, maybe four fifteen isn't like RP ten. Right. These reps are not like. No. These reps are not hard like they should be. So I mean, I guess the I guess Russ's program worked. And then bench, you're thinking what like two sixty five opener. 250 somewhere in 260 there. yeah 260 you know like it's easy in the gym to do your to do your paused reps but when you're actually getting officiated yeah you're you actually have to keep your butt down you know things change so i'd probably say about two conservative opener then i think bench. two i think 260 is probably a good opener on bench for yeah i think it's not even fair to ask you what deadlift will be because you have no idea how fried you're going to be at that point no idea how fried i'm going to be like it might be like a 445 opener or it might be like a 380 opener mm -hmm. <laughs> like you really you never don't know. know yeah yeah like i don't know somebody like me especially recently i don't know if it's just because i've been taxed because we're getting to the end of this program but it seems like every day i go into squat or deadlift i leave and my back is just so tight so i know after three squats and like after benching too, with a, like a me and Arch, who knows, who knows? But just hoping for the best, hoping to put up some big numbers. Nine um, for nine, injury free. Experience, nine for nine, injury free. And it's a perfect meet at that point. Mm -hmm. So, but the competitive edge, you know, is still there. Oh yeah, I know. I'm still, I'm I know you. Yeah, I'm still gonna compete. So yeah. Well, that's why I think your brother will be there. He'll be able to reel mm -hmm. you in, mm -hmm. keep you for on sure. a leash for the most part. Mm -hmm. Whenever you want to open deadlift at 485, mm -hmm. he's like, okay, let's not do that. He sees it in my eyes and he's like, okay, Jalen's going. We need to dial him in. Because yeah. if I get that look in my eyes, I mean, it's at that point, it's like I can fail miserably, but I'm going for it. You know, like, <laughs> You're going to fail miserably it's like this, grace. It's like this hungry look that's just, you know, it just gets into your head and it's just, just the competitive edge, I guess. I think it's but, good you're willing to recognize that too. Yeah. Because, I mean, there are times where I get – too amped and i mean I, I just and i appreciate those times because when you train a lot there's a lot of days where that won't come for a long time and you're yeah. like i don't even want to be at the gym so when you're feeling good at the gym and you feel like super strong i mean it's good to have those days but sometimes it can be it can be it can be a lot so i've always wondered why the best days in the gym are whenever you really don't want to be there mm -hmm. like what is the science behind that there has to be something there Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I know this. Sometimes I've never hadn't wanted to be there at all, and I've just really. Even that you said the three eighty five for the four by two. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to be there that day. Mm -mm. You were dragging your feet trying to leave. I don't know, like especially since I started like actually doing like powerlifting style stuff, it's really evident. Like I've seen the days I don't want to like. So you'll have days where, you, you know, you kind of want to lift or you don't want to lift at all. 
or you really want to lift and there's a difference in your reps whether you can do it or not like it's not about whether you can do it because a lot of times you know if you're on program and you're staying in the pocket you'll be able to do it yeah now, that's the point but it's about the quality of the lift too but there's sometimes you'll squat and you'll rep and you'll just feel so much more powerful you'll feel like you're tight the whole way through and it's just like a good like let's say the four by two let's say it's a good four by two or it can get sloppy and then like oh you might you might like sink down you like might get lazy yeah. let's say it's the fourth set i put the bar on my back and You're i like bro i squat and i don't i don't you know descend at the proper like my usual space yeah. i just go down and then try it. to stand back up yeah. probably not gonna stand back up no <laughs> that's why i think part of it's the importance of uh videoing mm -hmm. your workouts because i was always like i've worked out my entire life and i've always been one of people like I kind of had this snobby approach, like, why are you videoing yourself? You're mm -hmm. so stuck up and full of yourself. You're videoing yourself, and now as someone who like, I get it now. Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like that's more. I think like that's more of a thing when you're younger too. Yeah. Like when I was younger in the gym, well, when I graduated high school, that was my first real time in an actual gym because before then it was just at school, which is different. You know, we'd video each other doing maxes, but besides maxing, nobody cared about anything. Yeah, and you're just, bouncing the ball. It, off it's your typical. Chest, typical. And, you know. Yeah. Not just like I guess guy stuff, football player stuff, but pitching the deadlift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, once I got into like a real commercial setting, it was a little different. You see people videoing themselves. A lot of times it would be these massive dudes who were like, "Oh, you know, is he is he on gear? Is he not? Is he bodybuilder? Like, you can't even tell." And they're doing these curls, and they're just like, <laughs> and "You guys, you guys, like Bradley Martin that have mm -hmm. girls sitting on the bar while mm -hmm. he's pitching." Exactly. Like, so you see okay. stuff like that, and you've never seen stuff like that before. And it's weird, but, but yeah. then, like, in I think it's totally normal now. Like, that's yeah. like, and I've gotten to a point with myself where it doesn't make me uncomfortable anymore, which is definitely something that is going mean, to happen to everybody, I think. And I mean, I feel like YouTube might have helped with that a little bit, too. And I'm not I can't even say I'm fully comfortable walking around with a camera on YouTube yet. But I mean, that's a thing. Like, if, especially if you're vlogging. Oh, yeah. That is awkward. You just awkward. gotta be shameless. Yeah, like... So, you're in, unapologetically yourself. You're in public, and, like, I don't know, it's just... Everybody sees you walking around with a DSLR yeah. to your face, like... And then sometimes you'll realize, like, I remember when we first started really posting to Fire Fitness, if I was holding out, like, the GoPro, before we had the DSLR, if I holding out the GoPro, I would see myself or them, they would, like, be looking, you know, they'd be talking to the camera and, like... Like flashing their eyes around, yeah. See who's looking and, like, at them. They would see who's looking at them, and it completely destroys the quality of the video, yeah. And like the connection between a viewer, because like you can see them like it's like stage yeah. fright with the camera, yeah, exactly. And it's like this is like a recorded video, like this isn't like a live play or something, and it's like kind of odd. So I feel like you just gotta pretend like there's nobody in the room. Like I make these podcasts, like I pretend nobody's ever gonna hear anything I say. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good thing too. <laughs> Well, you know, podcasting can be a lot like, I guess, a YouTube video. Like, the thing with podcasting is that most of the time it doesn't stop. And, like, truthfully, most of them don't stop. But they can. Yeah. But this is different because we're, we're live. live. Yeah. So this is... But, like, at the same <laughs> this time... Is a little, this is a little different than usual, you For know? anybody who doesn't believe that I don't edit anything out, mm -hmm. here's proof of that. Here's proof. Because I don't, I don't edit anything out. Like, if mm -hmm. I just, like, a long pause, it's, like, 15 seconds, I'll chop it down to, like, three mm -hmm. seconds so you know there's a pause. But, like... And then you don't lose interest as a viewer. There's, there's so many podcasts that just don't do video, which... Right, and that's where I want to yeah. take this eventually, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's really, really cool. Do. Like, you see people like Joe Rogan. He does a good job. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Logan Paul's podcast. Briefly. I think it's like... Briefly, what is it called? Yeah, a like, couple episodes. It's not called Maverick. 
Might be. I don't know. I don't know what the name of impulsive. it is. Impulsive. Impulsive. Okay. Yeah. That podcast is really good. Yeah. Like, it's really good. They production do, quality and such? Production quality is great. They do video, and they sit at, like, this round table, and... Like us, like you can tell that there's no pauses. Like they go the whole way through with their guest, and and it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I initially got the idea for a podcast like a ways back. I don't know if I actually ever told anybody this, where I got the idea for just having a sit down podcast. So you know where I work, and I've talked about where I work mm-hmm. several times. Um, I give customers rides home all the time, and it's been some of the most amazing conversations I've ever had in my life because I get to give really cool people ride homes. Like mm-hmm. T.J. Warren comes in. And brings it his 911 Turbo S, and I give him a ride back to his place. Um, Jim Goodnight, the owner of SAS, the richest man in North Carolina, <laughs> and I have this man sitting in the passenger seat, just having a casual conversation like he's anybody else. CEOs are like, so we're near Research Triangle Park, and then there's all these massive Fortune 500 companies, all these pharmaceutical companies, and CEOs of these companies come in all the time. Yeah. And I just give him a ride back to their office while they're working on stuff, and we'll just sit down and have a casual conversation. People who are former pro athletes or just regular old people, because old retired people buy Porsches all the time. And you yeah, can, you can you can pick their brain and kind of learn what they talk about. And like I kind of came to realize, like I had this one dude who he was a retired colonel in the army, and I figured I figured this out his whole life story, why he went to the military, went to the army academy on a whim, and did all this that became the CEO of this company that's like a Fortune 500 company, and I learned all this about him in 15 minutes. Yeah, I was like, I can, I'm kind of good at having these kind of conversations <laughs> yeah, no, with people. Like, like, yeah, and I mean, being able to talk with people is really, it's a really important, I guess. I won't even say. I mean, I guess it is like crystal, like a skill. Well, it's so know. it's so random for me to have that because I'm so socially awkward in person. Mm-hmm. Like, especially well, not with like people, my friends, but like when I meet someone for the first time, it's not like socially awkward. Like, I don't know how to have a conversation. It's just mm-hmm. I'm extremely intimidated by talking to people I don't know. So was that any different when? When when they're a customer versus when it's just a conversation, so I think what because diff- I feel like it you probably treat it differently. Well, I, yeah, I think I see it in a different light because they don't have expectations of me. They, I'm just some dude giving them a ride home, and I can mm-hmm. sit there and pick their brains. And at the same time, I can sit there and just hands on the wheel and focus on driving. Mm-hmm. And they're just a voice in my head. I don't have to look at them. I don't have to be like, oh my god, you're a billionaire, and I'm having a conversation <laughs> with you. Yeah, it's just you're just this voice I'm talking to. It's like I'm talking to you on the phone, but you're in the passenger seat. You're in the back seat. Yeah, you know. So like. Through that, I came to realize, like, I had some really freaking amazing conversations with people, and I had bounced ideas around with myself. I was like, I wonder if I should just, like, ask these customers if I can record this. I was like, no, nah, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> that's not going to end well. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it, it does sound kind of weird, but you could also look back on it and be like, man, like, this is a really cool conversation I had, so I can see how that goes both ways. The biggest word of wisdom I always got is I would always ask people, like, well, if I had a good conversation with them and I could tell, like, it was a good place to ask the conversation, I was like... Like, what piece of, like, real, like, number one advice do you have for me? And all the old people were, like, just be humble and be appreciative. That's something I've always kind of taken away from it. Mm. It's just, I don't know. And, and to be, like, just want to see everyone around you win and be successful, too. Mm. Because I know a lot of these guys, like, the guy I talked about who was in the Army, like, he's talked about his methodology, and he was bringing his soldiers up, like, the military and people who listen to this that are in the military know that like they're infamous for having their upper command be scumbags and sleazy and just ruining their careers to advance their own. He was yeah. just like, it doesn't have to be that way because if you have people who you know really adore you as a commander, they're going to do anything for you. You're going to get what you want, and they're going to get what they want out of it. And so I kind of translate that to life as a whole. Yeah, I mean, 
I don't can, know where I was can, even going with that, honestly. You can take a you can I mean, you can take a lot out of a good conversation. I mean, just talking can be comforting in itself. Yeah. So. But it was so random for me because I'm I hate talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I got to this. Point. And now and now I run a podcast. And now I run a podcast. <laughs> I don't really know. Oh my goodness. And people like it apparently. I don't know. I didn't expect that to happen. Honestly, mm. I was just thinking it's something fun to do during COVID, but people like it. Like I've had random people in another country shoot me a dm on instagram was like yeah i really appreciate that it meant a lot to me i was like wow that's, that's crazy like... i mean i think just having a creative outlet is something i've always wanted yeah and like i think i mean i went into this a little bit last time but started the youtube channel uh fire fitness and i mean it was just justin and josh's kind of brainchild first and i came to state and kind of helped them out with it did like video editing and stuff like that and we kind of kickstarted it over again. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a lot of fun. And I still, like, really like that. And, I mean, we haven't posted anything there in about seven months. But I still I still really care about it. And, I mean, as much as I care about fitness still. But having my own thing is really cool. And, I don't know, I guess I've never really felt like I was really great at anything except for gaming. Yeah. So I feel like it was like the right, I feel like this is the right thing, which is why, I mean, I'm doing it and I enjoy it. So obviously and I'm, I'm going to hours gonna, and hours a yeah, day. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. And I think that's the, the most comforting part. Like I'm not doing it for any other reason besides the fact that I like it. So there's no, there's nothing else really driving me to do it. You have no anticipation of a return from it. Yeah. Other than yeah, the yeah, enjoyment yeah. you get out of it. Exactly. So I feel like that's really nice. It doesn't cause I mean, that way it doesn't cause any stress. I'm like, dang, you know, I got to do this. I got to do this. So, and, I, and this podcast is a really cool creative outlet. I feel yeah. like most people really would like to do a podcast. Like yeah. most people say it, it's like, oh yeah, you know, I like this sort of podcast. But I feel like when some people say that sometimes they think about very specific situations and want to start it that way. And it's not necessarily something that you really think it's like, okay, this is like a long-term thing. Like yeah. I'm always going to be doing this or not always, but yeah. you get my point. Something you, you, you stick with, not just the conversation you have one night with your friends. So I feel like this is a really cool creative outlet way to express yourself because it's just a genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. Like if the camera was turned off right now, we'd have the same kind of conversation mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And after, I mean, after your first few episodes, you know, some people will be like, oh yeah, here's the topics, just topics. But you get to a point where, like I said, it's a creative outlet and you are genuinely talking. And that's yeah. and that's your episode. And I think that's really cool. And it's easy, honestly. Oh, we freeze. Camera okay. froze. The camera die on us. I don't know, we'll see. I think it did. So on the podcast side of things, this is gonna be our little intermission that you're so used to us having. A little ten second intermission as Jalen fixes the webcam. back into it had some difficulties but we're back you know what i genuinely do love about watching you stream though and, what do you... and i really want to pressure josh josh wilson if you're listening right now i really need you to make this uh music analyst youtube page you keep talking about making i just like seeing my people win dude because like seeing you enjoy what you do and be happy and it's growing you know little by little but little wins turns into bigger wins turns into bigger wins 
Makes me happy to see you winning. It's going to make me happy to see Josh winning when Josh... Josh, when you make this music analyst screen thing, whatever it's called. And, uh, yeah. I just want to see my mm. people win. Honestly, same. That's, like, so important to me. And I just... I've always told, you know, like, when I started this YouTube channel... And I was told Lucas that I would eventually stream. I was like, bro, if I if, if something happens and I just take off someday, you know, some crazy clip or something, I said, I'm going to have all your music in my streams. Facts. Like, people are going to hear you. And, like, I feel like that's that's always been so important to me. And that, it's honestly, I feel like this is kind of weird, but maybe maybe it's something that another a thought other people have or people share. So I guess it's worth mentioning. But I've always really cared about me being in a successful spot so I can help my friends also get to that yeah, spot and put people on. That's honestly one of like a one of the bigger drivers in my success in like places other than like school. Yeah. Where it's like, man, like if I really if I could do well with this, like I could help somebody and I don't know, it's just I feel like that's so important to me. And it really it, that really drives my passion as well. Yeah. By the way, Lucas, if you're listening, either live or to the VOD or to the podcast itself, you're going to be on. Don't worry. I'll hit you back. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. I just want to mm -hmm. listen to all your music first before I can you know, deep dive into it mm -hmm. on a topic and topics with you. Yeah. I, mean, I can definitely link you all his music. Oh, well, yeah, we will. I definitely I, and, will. And I'll give you my opinion on what like the best stuff. And I just want to listen to all of it so I can ask mm -hmm. him his creative processes and such. Mm -hmm. I feel like it'd be really cool. I mean... It would have been cool if he was on this week. Because I knew I really wanted to be on the podcast with him. But I feel like it's important he has his own like one-on-one -on -one too. So You can. Who knows? We'll see. You can just be on the like, first 30 minutes and then yeah. dip. Whatever you want to do. And dip, yeah. That'd be cool. We'll do it. Lucas, if you're listening, hit me up. We'll do it. How's school? School is going along. What are you studying right now? What Not like major, but like what, what classes yeah, you got going yeah. on right now? Mainly just orgo, um, organic chemistry. Oh God! It um, it bears some weight with it. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> what does it bear some weight? It bears to mean? it bears some weight. Um, I mean, it just it just takes. I mean, it's gonna take some time. I mean, that's just that's just the truth. It's just gonna take some time. So, um, some episodes of me yelling at you saying, "What compound is this?" Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's good. I'm glad that I have roommates who have taken the class already. Yeah. So that's nice. I'm doing philosophy, reading a book called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. It's actually kind of a good book. I started reading it at work yesterday and read like 40 or 50, like 50 pages. So, I mean, I, I was kind of just reading at work. You're reading at work? <laughs> yeah. How did you work that out? <laughs> I mean, I'm really not doing much. I don't think you've ever told the stream. Have you told the stream? You don't even told the podcast so where you work, what you do. Oh, so I work at the gym at NC State. I work with NC State Well Rec. Um, I guess you could call me a lifeguard of the gym. It's kind of what I do. Make sure people are using uh, equipment properly. Make sure they're not breaking anything. Breaking rules. Wearing shoes. Make sure they're wearing shoes. <laughs> not using chalk inside, even though I'm a chalk user myself. I mean, I'm a power lifter, but... All there's, the common sense rules. There's a time and a place. Like, there's places we allow chalk and places we don't. And, I mean, I respect that. Even if I wasn't an employee, I would respect that just because that's the type of person I am. But you'll see people who 
don't really care. So, talking about a time and a place, do you think it ever, in any circumstance, is appropriate to hit on a woman at the gym? No. Ever. Not at all. It's not. Like I mean, if you think about it, publicly hitting on a stranger. I don't really, so it's kind of it's kind of out of place in most places. I may have phrased that wrong. Like but if you're in so, a social setting, the gym's not really that. It's never really been like that. I'm saying going up and initiating with a conversation with the intent of being more than friends with this person while you're at the gym. Like she's like between sets. You're just like, "Hey, my name's Jalen." I mean, I don't know. Like like I said, I still stand with That's what I said. That's how you get the ladies, by the way, by the way. You just say, hey, my name's Jalen. Yeah. And that's it. And it's mm-hmm. over. They just love you. I, uh, I stream video games on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way to get them. But um, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I stand with what I said just a minute ago about, I don't know if it's really the right place, but I feel like there's a way you can do it if you really think you should. Because, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to regret not doing it, but you also have to respect you know, privacy and boundaries and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you, I don't know, maybe do a small gesture and you kind of have to understand the situation. You know, I don't want to, I don't want this to turn into like a, <laughs> one of those, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Oh, my least, of, my least one, favorite episode I recorded one of those so far. Bro, one of those bro episodes. No, my yeah. least favorite episode I recorded so far was the art of sliding in the DMs. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. So see, bad. I don't want it to turn into one of those, it like, so bad. those like YouTube tutorials about like how to pick up girls, but I'm just saying you kind of have to read the scenario for yourself. So there's no real general information you can give somebody because if you want to do it and it seems right, like, I don't know, maybe you could. She's, 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 she's unracking weight. She's unracking weight and you go help her take off the other side. She said, thank you. And she says, oh, you say, oh, thank you. You know, but she can't squat more than you. my name is Jalen. What do you wish? What if she squats more than you? <laughs> if she squats more than me, I just found a new spotter. I mean, simple as that, but you found a new coach. I found a new, co- <laughs> <laughs> I found a new powerlifting coach. Oh my but yeah, God. I mean, I guess, I guess that's, you kind of have to understand the situation. There's, my friend, my friend Alex actually said it best. He actually did like an advice. He did a, he made a private story on his Snapchat over the summer. Okay. And did wow. Alex's advice. And he posted like literally like 15 minutes of snaps. Was it like 150? I don't even know. Oh, no. you, you can do 60 second, seconds now. So he did like 15 minutes of snaps every night. And like, look, Justin started a poll. So guys flirt with girls while at the gym. <laughs> so. He did these, this advice thing, and he said, I mean, there's hot and cold approaches anytime you're with a girl, right? So a hot approach is, like, they see you, they recognize you, you can already tell that they're feeling you. Yeah. And, or they already know you, so you know their friends, they're with their friends who know you. So you approach the situation, and, I mean, it's not like you're breaking any ice, so it's a hot approach. You know, cold approaches. She has no idea who you are. You haven't gotten any body language. Like, let's say you're at a party, and she's like, you're kind of like a wallflower, but you come up to her anyway, and it's it's kind of it's kind of weird. A great term. What wallflower? Yeah, no. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a very surface level description, but that's kind of what it is. So, what kind of credibility does this guy have? Where he can be giving 15 minutes of advice every night. I don't know, but let me tell you, he was sitting there, he was stern in his voice, and he tried to to sound as factual as he could. And I mean, 
The stuff he said, you know, for the most part, it made sense. I didn't listen to all of it. I listened. I remember I listened to one day in particular just because I was like, okay, let me listen to this because it's just too much. Like, I was yeah. like, I really don't care that much, quite frankly. But, I mean, if he was helping out the bros, salute to him. He's giving out free knowledge. Imagine that being your job is like you have a YouTube channel solely based around telling dudes how to get women. Teaching men's fashion. Yeah. You know who that is? No. no I, thought, I thought that was like a category. I didn't no, know no, no, no. It's some dude's YouTube channel named Jose Zuniga. Oh, and he just teaches people how to be cute. He, he's like, oh, like his all, his all his videos are like the same. And it's like, oh, you know. The ladies go above this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, how to make yourself more attractive. And it's like, he makes like 30 different videos around that same premise. Yeah. So, but yeah, in the gym, I don't know if that's the best idea. I remember I watch videos sometimes of these guys who do challenges of like going up to people in public and just saying random things to them. And I get anxiety watching them do it. Mm. So I just know there's no way I could go talk to a random stranger and say mm. something random. You'll see like prank channels. Yeah, that's, what, that's like more that. what I'm talking about. Mm. Not even so much as like talking Not, to yeah. like women, but like people that go up mm. and I don't even know. They go up and start screaming at someone. You're my dad. You ran away from me when you were younger. I remember one video I watched and it's just like. I honestly, I think it's more anxiety-inducing when you see the videos of people who clearly don't make it known it's a prank. So, like, the other person is genuinely, like, Confused. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, some people, they are like, oh, it's a prank. But the other, like, they make, like, in their act, the other, the other person who they're, like, pranking finds out. And it's, yeah. like, it's kind of inorganic. But when they, like, make sure they don't know, it's, like, kind of weird. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't watch this anymore. It's I'm so cringing. <laughs> and it's just. Oh, it's content, gosh. though. It's content. The stream was asking what we're watching. And we, we mentioned we we're watching Warzone. But we're not watching anything right now. Because apparently it's frozen. I don't know what happened. The stream is frozen somehow. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why. But this is an area you have a lot of expertise in. Yeah. Teach the people how to be good at Warzone. How to be good at Warzone. Because I've never played before. You're going to teach me from never so, playing to having a. 10.0 KDR. Alright, I don't even have that. I'll, I'll never have that, but we'll go into it. So, you want to be good at Warzone, you gotta you gotta know how to position. So, you gotta know how to position yourself. Um, and that just comes from learning the map. So, that, I mean, that takes a little bit. But mechanically, mechanical skill, you have to be able to aim. Define mechanical skill. Mechanical skill is how well your brain, your hands, and your controller work together. So, um, if you are, I guess, training your aim, you're running around with a ton of bots in a lobby, and you're just practicing aiming. And that way, when you get to a real situation, you you're more miss. comfortable. And, I mean, outside of, like, because, like, like, playing against bots doesn't really teach you how to get better. or I mean, it does, but it doesn't teach you that scenario skill. So... And there's no pressure. There's no yeah yeah that that's what I mean like the scenario skill comes with pressure because if you crack or like you get too tense and you like hold your control too tight you see yeah. a lot of people do that then you're gonna like it's it it kind of makes you shake up under pressure yeah so you got that four on one you've killed three guys mm -hmm. one on one left for the mm -hmm. win and, and that's and that's the biggest and you problem. choke yeah and that's the biggest problem with people asking for tips about how to get better because it's like okay to get over that scenario pressure barrier you have to be faced with pressure right which I mean. Involves playing, so yeah. like you're gonna have to play while you're bad to in order to, you know, and that's that's like the age old saying how like everybody started somewhere. You know, some people are more talented than others. 
which will always be evident, but not every like you see COD pros, you know, the first their first game of COD wasn't good. I mean the last podcast we talked about my first game of COD. I got pooped on by my brother and then one of our friends who rarely ever played COD. He was playing Gears of War on Xbox most of the time. So and I just got destroyed by them. Um so I mean that's that's a lot of it. Um besides that You can't teach ten years of experience. Not really. What what's that rule people say? The ten thousand like, hour rule. Yeah, like like if I if I'm practicing for hours and hours and hours and hours on end with like things like muscle memory and all that, like you really there's hope. And you know, because some people are just gifted and you never know until you try. But it gets to a point where it's like, okay, you have to put the time in to be the very best. Talent isn't gonna isn't gonna take you the whole way. But like so. Warzone specifically, I hear you always chanting, "What is it? A uh, bounty kill UAV something." UAV like bounty kill. UAV so, bounty kill. If you wanna if you wanna get big Warzone games, you have to be able to master the map. So what you what you're gonna wanna do is, I mean, you wanna land. You don't have to land super hot. I mean, you can land hot or cold. Nobody says that, but um, you land at a hot drop, and hot meaning what? Hot meaning there's a ton of people. Okay. So. I mean, yeah, the block is hot. A ton of people. <laughs> so, I mean, you can kill a ton of people. And, I mean, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to win the game, land somewhere where there's not going to be a lot of people, but there's decent loot. You get your loadout. Um, and then you start. You chill. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you kind of chill. But you want to you wanna be able to be confident enough in, you, in yourself and your team to know when to rotate. Because you don't want to rotate with the zone. What That's, is rotate? So, rotating is... Uh, basically, when the the zone in the game moves and all battle royales, it shrinks so that it forces all the players towards a small, small circle at the very end, and the game ends. Because if it stayed big the whole time, it wouldn't be as fun. Because, I mean, as as the player base diminished, there would be less fighting going on. So, you'll see a lot of people who play so conservative that they just stick with the zone as it moves in, and they rotate on the very outside. And a lot of high kill very skilled teams like these streamers you'll see they chase people like that like they know people are like that and there's actually a strategy that is centered around getting like a car or a vehicle in the game yeah. and driving around right outside the boundary of the circle and just looking for yeah stragglers yeah to pick them yeah off. because they're going to be coming in the zone they're not going to be in a good like position uh not going to be in like a house like they're just going to yeah. be running in open open space most of the time and this isn't like other like Fortnite or something. Like you, you can't, can't build. you can't build. Like you're not going to protect yourself. So that I mean that's a big part of it. Um, if you're going for wins, you need to be confident enough to um, push into the zone at an appropriate time. Which that comes with game sense, which is a whole other story. Which game sense, I mean, is basically just you can master what a good decision is in the game and what scenarios require those good decisions. And it'll never be perfect, but high-level players have a very... It's like an innate sense of the game and how it's played. You know where to be, when yeah, to be Yeah, you know there. where to be, when to be there, if other players are going to be there or not. So, that just... I mean, that like I said, that just comes with playing. And in a game like Warzone, there's a lot of RNG, which is just randomness. It's, it's like a very technical gaming term, sort of, for randomness. Random number generation. Random number generation. But um, the randomness in the game will prevent you from having like perfect game sense. That's more of a that term mostly more 
more more so falls in line in like a competitive setting. What kind of RNG would Warzone have? Um, so the loot that's on the ground okay. when you drop. So like certain weapons may not be favorable. Somebody else might get a better weapon. Um, the rotation of the zone. Okay, yeah, that's so a good one, yeah. that really isn't a big factor until the very end. So like, I'm pretty sure in Warzone, there's like six main zones. And then after that, the zones just, uh, it just kind of moves completely. Yeah. So like it doesn't shrink into one spot, like one focal spot. It kind of just moves after zone six. Um, but around like zone four, sometimes there'll be a zone on top of a mountain in this game. And if it's on top of a mountain, then there's some areas you can't run up. Okay, then you so get stuck. If, like, if, the zone's if, actually smaller than it yeah, is. Yeah, if like, if, like, the two areas you can run up the mountain are already in the gas... You're dead. I mean, yeah, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's... I mean, and that happens to everybody. Is there a lot of, like, spread from firing, like, lack of accuracy from the weapons, or they shoot pretty straight? Not so much um, RNG going on there? This game... So, this is the first ever new engine in Call of Duty. Uh... So the guns actually operate a little differently. They feel more powerful, and I guess they feel more realistic. Um, and they have a lot more recoil if you set your gun up that way. But like, you know, like most games, there's a meta. Yeah. And if you sort of stick very tightly to the meta, you can make most guns shoot pretty straight. Okay. So most of the guns you'll see people using in Warzone, uh, I mean, they're going to shoot relatively straight. Others are going to be better. Than, I mean, others, other certain guns are going to be better than others. But, um, yeah. So. And if they're on the stream, they can exclamation point what? To see your setups? To see my setups, you can exclamation point commands to see all my commands. Or you can uh, exclamation point and uh, do a specific command in that command list like my guns, like my MP5, my stats, my kilo, things like that. So, yeah. Makes it simple and easy for the viewers. Mm-hmm. Rather than asking. If you're watching this after and you have the live chat pulled up, you'll see Justin, one of the mods, putting in the commands right now. So, yeah. Kind of playing off the whole Call of Duty thing. It was Super Bowl Sunday for you today. Yeah. So, COD Champs was the day. Um, I'm a Chicago Huntsman fan. Rest in peace. Uh, They got third, which, you know, I'm not too mad about. I definitely... They had the talent to be the best. What does Ricky Bobby say? If you're not first, you're last. Okay. Okay. But... Regardless of that, they had the talent to be the best in the game, but they just weren't consistent enough. And I definitely didn't think, like, I would have obviously been happy if they won. I'd have been like, oh, yeah, they're the best. They win. That's just what you do when you're a fan. Right. But I genuinely didn't believe that they were truly the most sound team in the game. Um, I think it was fair that FaZe and Empire, which were the two final teams in the finals, they, um, they were definitely the two most sound teams in the game. Even though I think Huntsman... Kind of had an edge on the on phase, not so much Empire, but Huntsman had phases number a, a handful of times. I mean, sometimes that just comes down to strategy clashing. Some right. teams have better strategy than, than others, which is a big thing. Like you'll see, like in like a lot of times you'll see in football where people are like, oh, this team's better than this team. I was team. about to ask. Yeah, please put this in football terms. Yeah, <laughs> because kidding. yeah, sometimes like let's say, bro, I, I'm gonna butcher. Like I'm not even gonna say the right conferences. Let's just let's just do something simple that I know because. Let's just say the the Panthers beat the Falcons, right? Both those teams are trash, yeah. so nobody's watching that. Let's say the Panthers beat the Falcons, and the Falcons beat the Saints. Oh, oh right, going right? where it hurts. It's not it's not appropriate to say the Panthers are better than the Saints. Facts, because, because they're not because they beat the Falcons. 
That's not how competition works. Like, obviously, tournaments are structured a lot of times in a way where you don't get to play every other team. So it's easy for a fan base and people like that to make assumptions because you want, you want, you want something to be sound. You want it to make sense to you. So you're going to be like, okay, this makes sense that they're better than them. And the better team doesn't always win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because let's say, let's say, like today, for example, in COD, Empire won the championship. Let's say Huntsman could have beat the Empire. Yeah. We're not going to know because Huntsman didn't put themselves in a position to do that. Even if they were better than the Empire, but they weren't better than a different team. So the way, the way I keep, the way I keep myself level-headed about that is I think it's like, man, if you truly are the best, you wouldn't even worry about any of that. You just because win. you'd be able to beat everybody. Yeah. So, I don't know. Or if you're I feel Patriots, like it's, you just cheat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like, oh, they won the Super Bowl, but this team was better than them. They just didn't get the chance. I mean, it's like, okay, well, that team should have beat who they were up against. So, what should have could have? Yeah. Exactly. What should have could have? So you can't really, you can't really uh, have that as your crush. Hey, I would have been going to the league till I blew my knee out. I would be going to the <laughs> league right now. Playing, I don't even know what position for, I don't know what team. I've been the MVP of the NFL as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I've been in the NFL, I've been the MVP of the NFL while I was still in college. Okay. <laughs> I would have rushed for 3,000 yards, thrown for 6,000, had uh, 20 picks on defense, and 35 sacks. Mm. Well, contrary to me, I knew that my football career was done after high school. So I didn't even sign up for the NCAA Clearinghouse, and I had no intent of playing football in college, and I mean, I didn't. So, I had the opportunity and uh, turned it down. Honestly, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. I'm. Re- I was just reflecting on that this morning. I was. I'm so happy I didn't. I'm so happy I didn't. Especially like, considering now with COVID, my mm-hmm. senior year would have been muddled by that. Yeah, it would have been. Because I just think about it sometimes, and I'm like, man, I really do miss my football days, and like playing high school football was some of the most fun I've ever had. But it's like I can't live in high school forever, and please don't. Some people try to. Some people do, yeah. <laughs> not just try. But <sighs> I, it just really wasn't something I wanted to do in college. I even like one of my friends. Like I told you, I've mentioned him a few times. Q, who goes to JMU. Uh-huh. I reached out to him a few days ago. And we talked on his birthday, and he was like, "Man, like, I posted a picture of us as like we were we were both captains, and I post I like posted a picture of us together at the um at the coin the coin toss." And um, he was like, man, you don't know how much I miss those days. Like, college football just isn't the same. And, like, when he says stuff like that, it's like, man, like, it's I want to say, really? What I'm like, I know. <laughs> like, bro, definitely. I already know. That's kind of why I'm not playing. And he plays at a decently large school. It's yeah. not like he's playing, you know, D3 yeah. ball. Yeah. That's FCS, right? I think so. Yeah. I think they're 1AA, maybe. I think they're just. They're 1AA because they lost the national championship to uh, North Dakota State a couple years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Right? Sounds about right. I think it does sound about right, but they were um, Natty champions last year. Well, year before last, and then they got runner-up last year. Okay, I so believe. maybe it was last year they lost to North Dakota State. Like this past season, they were runner-ups. And now this mistaken. season they're not playing. And now this season they're not playing. So Shout out NC State and everybody else getting mm-hmm. affected by COVID. Did you see NC State put out that thing that they're resuming athletics? Resuming yeah, it was football? on ESPN. That's when we, we saw it. Oh, really? Today? Yeah. I was cooped up in my room streaming. Yeah, <laughs> streaming. But yeah, resuming football. They announced they were resuming football after we had 27 positive COVID cases. In the athletics department. In the athletics department. So, How do you feel about this whole uh, rally cry to abolish Greek life as a response to 
the massive amount of COVID cases they have going on right now. I mean, I feel like it's wrong that people say that it's not Greek life's fault. And there's a reason for that because you have a lot of people in a very small place. Right. And you have a lot of people who very much enjoy partying. So, I mean, you can't blame the whole for something done by like just like just a few people. I think we're almost at like a thousand cases in NC State. That's not a few people anymore though. But I mean, if you think about how the science really talks about the transmission of right. COVID. That's fair. If let's say you live like let's say you live in the sorority house. Like that's let's put our apartment for example. Let's say let's multiply this four of us. Let's say we multiply it. Let's for just a bigger scale. 40. Let's say let's say there's forty, okay. right? Let's say one person, aka ten, go to a party and they come back to the living quarters. What if all forty of us have it? That's forty cases. Thirty people didn't do it. Still, the so, fact that there are so, the fact that so there are they, establishments so, holding parties. So they have to hold their members accountable. But yeah. it's definitely like you like you you can't you can't like actually expect that everybody in Greek life who had cases were people who were being irresponsible. Well, wasn't there one Greek life organization that was having COVID COVID positive, positive party? Yes, you had to be positive with COVID to go. I'm gonna just which, go on and say I think that was Kappa Alpha Order. Oh, I didn't want to go there, but you went there. Either way, though, it's, honestly, I kind of respect that. Like, I kind of respect. <laughs> I respect like the the ingenuity there. It's like okay, we can't get any more cases if everybody here is already positive. But hey, at the same time, we've seen with all these doctors and nurses that the longer you're exposed to COVID, the worse it gets. So. That's going to be something for them to face. Mm-hmm. Man. I really want to see, like, all the people who have tested positive, though. Like, how's everybody doing? Like, has anybody been seriously sick? Because I remember when I first, when COVID was first, like, blowing up on the scene, you only really heard about the really, really bad cases. Right. Oh, and at the time, but we now there's the resources to take care of it. And now mm-hmm. we do. And now there's millions. And you, and it yeah. seems like it gets less and less every day where you hear about the really bad, especially with how the UNC system, which is a whole other story, how they brought us back to school. Oh my goodness. All these young people that are getting it aren't really falling victim to a lot of the harsh symptoms that we've seen or read about. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of odd. And that's why people are just kind of disregarding the guidelines that have been given out regarding it. Honestly. Yeah. So, I don't know. Students, I, nothing's nothing's going to happen to Greek life anyways, no matter what we think. Yeah. They bring in way just, too much not, money yeah, and there's happening. way too much heritage there for them to do something about it. And uh, if it doesn't make you know what's his name Randy Woodson that's our chancellor's yeah. doesn't, doesn't make old Randy some money then he's not gonna do it. I was sitting at work the other day looking up uh, one of my coworkers was looking up the salaries of oh my god different employees at state <laughs> or just like what uh, is he? he makes like several million dollars doesn't he? I think his salary was I think it was just over um, I think it was like just over a million. If so I'm let's put mistaken. this in perspective: How many people's tuitions go into just paying his salary? Um, probably like a hundred. I'd probably say like twenty students, right? Twenty. Yeah. Oh, you mean like how many people's tuition every year is going towards paying oh, just his salary? Oh, you mean every year? I thought you meant like a whole college tuition of like a student. Oh yeah, yeah. Every year, yeah. A lot. Like, a lot. What's our total, <laughs> our total tuition year is what twelve, fourteen? So we're say twelve and a half for a nice round number. So every two people is twenty five thousand. Yeah. Twenty people is two hundred fifty thousand, times four eight hundred people, to pay his salary. 
And I'm sure it's probably government subsidized and it's not all coming from tuition money. But still. That's still, I mean, a lot of money. For what? For what? A pretty face. And he's one of the most, I think he's one of the highest paid chancellors in the country too, if I remember that correctly. He's the highest paid chancellor in the state. (sighs) And it's not even close. I think, I forgot who was second. I feel like they every, posted a picture every of four episodes, I just bash NC State into the ground, and they mm-hmm. really do deserve it. It's not, I don't even feel bad, honestly. Periodic, periodic bashing. Yes. They really do deserve it. Between how much money they pay him and the fact that Phil Brown has a job. and <laughs> Please. <laughs> the funny thing is, every day they've come out with these, like, these massive updates on, like, like campus operations. Yeah. They posted a picture on their Instagram, and it's just like completely random. Like oh, yeah. I remember the day that they they told that, like they said that the students were gonna have to go home. It was like a picture of a staircase and yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> it was like a picture of a wolf, and they were like, NC State does this, 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 is this. Like it was like a, like you know like a normal like yeah. ad for the school, and people in the comments were going crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, you read the comments and it's like ninety percent abolish Greek life. Mm-hmm. And then there was this one girl. I remember reading through the comments, and she said something like, oh, don't blame Greek life, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, a week later, someone comes back and is like, oh, that's why your sorority is a cluster now. And just people <laughs> are so toxic in there. <laughs> like, can we talk about our COVID news, our recent COVID news? Yeah. We live in a building that's a COVID cluster. And uh, I'm going to get tested tomorrow. I don't know if any of y'all are going to go get tested At tomorrow. At this point, it's going to be ex- it's going to be constantly expanding. I think I'm at some point this week for sure. Yeah, so I'm going to go get tested tomorrow. So if you see next week's podcast titled What It's Like Living With COVID, mind your business. Okay. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Second of all, yeah, that's uh, it's scary. But it's not scary because I'm, like, I'm not afraid of like getting myself hurt. But I work with a place with a lot of really elderly people, mm-hmm. both coworkers and customers. So like, yeah. it's my responsibility, I feel like, to not put them in danger. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh, I will keep the podcast posted. I'll keep Instagram posted. Man, can you imagine the clickbait I can use? <laughs> like a freaking thumb, like a thumbnail. Like, your face, like, like little COVID spores pouring into my. <laughs> oh yeah, the little picture, like the little uh, well, the picture I, of COVID. If I test positive, then y'all are stuck too. Yeah. So then you're gonna have COVID streams, twenty four hour COVID stream. Facts, breathing all over my mic. So what I'm gonna do. Is I probably will get tested tomorrow. You can go with me. I'm probably gonna go in the morning, like eight, nine o'clock. All right, sounds good. Look at that. COVID testing appointments live on stream. Yeah, because because you're going home. Me and Justin are going home on Thursday. So you need to. So I need to go get tested. Yeah, yeah, I need to go get tested. Justin, you hear that? You're getting tested tomorrow. They're gonna stick that thing all the way up your nose until they hit the back of your brain. Honestly, I'm kind of excited because I wanted to see what that was like. Josh did it. Josh, are you in here? I really wanted to see what that was like. Because at first, I remember when people were first getting COVID tested, they didn't even know what it was like. So, they, they you know, they saw, the, they saw the needle and they were like, oh my God. Move, sit, down, down. sit down for a second. You're... Tell us about your experience getting tested for COVID. Well, I just want to say hey to everyone out there. Just, you know, all them good listeners. Good streamers. Good. Oh. The boys. So... Yeah, um, honestly, it wasn't that bad. They, um, they said, there's a drive-by testing, and they gave me the kit in the car. And they were like, all right, you need to take the, they took a little, give me a little Q-tip, 
And they said you just need to go up to like the halfway part. You know, like when the when your nostril like starts to fold over. So like halfway up your nose, basically. Yeah, and they said once you do that, just swab it around like three times. Both sides. And then you take it out and do another one, on the same side that you'd put up in the same <laughs> another one. And then you put it in this like tube with liquid at the bottom, and then that's it. Honestly, the people who are like getting it jammed up their nose. I think it's because they're not like they're not doing like the drive by testing where they don't like get it done themselves. Like they mm. don't get to do it themselves. So if someone does it for you, they're gonna jam it up your nose. Do you hear if you're getting tested tomorrow? I heard you. Yeah, you're gonna get tested tomorrow. Just gotta protect mom and dad day. Cool. You can stay if you want. You were supposed to three days, right? Three days? I got mine in two. Two days? Okay, cool. Less than Because like I said, me doesn't go home Thursday. It'd yeah. be nice to have them. Ours is going to be through student health, though, so I imagine they'll probably be... Maybe Wait, what was yours through? Did um, you just say it? You went to another place. Some drive-by. It's, it not, was, it does, it's some, not open anymore. We looked earlier. Yeah. There's oh, okay. some Wake County thing at Wake Tech's parking deck. Um, yeah. It's pretty it's pretty quick. I, I took the test at like 4 p.m. and I got my results back two days later, like 8 a.m. Okay, so maybe so, even yeah. at like same day yeah, or like next a, day... Yeah. Some I know someone who got it the same day. Wow. But negative boys. For now, are you gonna get tested again tomorrow? I might. It's might probably, as well. Probably the better idea now that just make an event out of it. Now that <laughs> signature is a COVID cluster confirmed. Nasty, dirty, stinky. Oh. You got a tier one, Jalen. Hail Zeric. Y'all uh, hungry? Eric? Is that Eric? That didn't look like it said. Are you saying Eric? Appreciate the tier one, homie. He was a follower. Huh? He was already a follower. What were you about to say? Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Y'all got anything else you want to talk about on the podcast? Uh, no, I'm not trying to sabotage y'all podcast. I hope y'all having a good time right here. Jalen, you got anything else you want to talk about? Um, it's a great day to get better, everybody. Chase your dreams. I know I'll be chasing mine. Talk this way, not away from the mic. My bad. Hope y'all heard that. Thank you for coming to the inaugural live episode of How Did I Get Here. The very first live first episode. Live stream. This will not be the last. Dang. Remember, if you want to share it with your friends, the VOD for the stream will be up on this Twitch channel. So if you want to send it to someone, Probably. share it with someone you know, anybody that's in here. Which one you know? talking to? This, one? Okay. this mic. Send it out. Share it. This is a better collaboration than GBT and Anaka, I tell you. <laughs> and much less expensive. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> we good? Yeah, JC. We're good. And if you oh, enjoyed any of this it. whatsoever, stop, stop, stop. If you enjoyed any of this whatsoever, all you have to do is share it with one friend. That's all. Just one. Imagine if everybody in the world shared it with one friend. And everybody watching live. Eventually it would reach everybody. And since you watched it live, you have to share it with two people because that's the fee for watching live. Ha! Now you had to pay extra. Wait, what about the people that don't have friends? Ooh. You have to make a friend and then share it with that one friend. Mutually beneficial. Look at that. You get a friend, we get a viewer. Facts. All right, bye.